Marriage is honorably known. Number three, we talked about it on Sunday. There is a role of the man and there's a role of the woman. Exodus, uh, Ephesians 5, 22 to 23. Ephesians 5, 22 to 23. There's a role of the man, role of the woman. Role of the woman, you go to Proverbs 31. You see all the role of the woman there. Now, let's go to the symptoms of a sick marriage. We looked at number one on Sunday, little or no communication. Number two, little or no trust. Number three, pride. All right, so let's pick it up from number four. That's why it's good to be under the anointing. You don't forget these things. Number four, outside influences. Any marriage that is remotely controlled is remotely destroyed. The two key actors in every marriage are the husband and the wife and God Almighty as the founder and builder of that marriage. Any other person is an outsider. Now, when a marriage begins to decay, more and more outsiders are involved. That's a sign that that marriage is sick. When outsiders start controlling it. And this is how it starts. Uh, how are you? Ah? Tayo. Ah. Not Tayo, God forbid. Ah? Since you got there, ah? you used to look better than this. Eh? Since you got married. <laughs> God forbid, it's not your portion. This is this. Ah, you've changed. Ah, look at the color of your hair since you got married. It used, used to be black, now it's becoming yellow. Ah, they're fishing. Then you say, yes, in fact. So you noticed it. You say, yes, ah, in fact. I'm glad you care for me. My pastor has not noticed it. His wife has not noticed it. They don't love me. I'm suffering. In fact, come, 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 come. They leave their car in front of the church and go to the back of the church. I see them. He said, come, let me tell you. If you see the thing the man did to me yesterday, eh? ah, sister, you have prophetic eyes. How did you see? He said, in fact, let us pray. But before we pray, let us have the, uh, the full story so that we know how to pray. <laughs> then the idiot woman will take her home and strip naked at, the, at a place as cheap as a church parking lot. Idiocy. In the body of Christ. Yeah. Outside, don't talk of father-in-law, mother-in-law. Those, your mother-in-law is not your enemy. The most dangerous enemy to a good marriage are friends. Not the older people, friends. Who destroyed Rehoboam? Rehoboam was the son of Solomon. 
Israel came to him and said, your father is dead. Now tell us what's your plan. What is your vision for our country? He said, come back in three days' time. In three days he came. He, he, he went to speak to the elders that worked with his father. Some of those who worked with King David were still alive, the old men. They said to him, tell them, I'll be nice to you. I'll lessen your burden. I'll do tax reform and do this and do that. And he went to talk to his friends. Same age, drinking and carrying uh, Philistine women up and down. They say, man, we have to maintain the status quo. Tell these people that, you, you think my father has punished you? Now I'm going to double tax. They say, hey, okay. You will double tax? Say yes. We will double your trouble. To your tents, O Israel. And the country split into ten. They called Jeroboam a useless man and gave him ten. And two, Benjamin and Judah, stayed with the house of David to fulfill a prophetic word. A prophetic word that is accurate from God can be released. Yes. Huh? Yes. But it takes a stupid person not to connect with the right word. God can release a word of punishment and a wise son can reverse it. They told Ahab, with all his badness, you are dead. Ahab went into prayer and fasting. And God said, can't you see Ahab that he's humbling himself before me? Tell him that he will not suffer. His children will suffer for his sins. Even Jezebel, a witch, fasted, called a fast to kill a man called Naboth. Nothing, I'll say it again, destroys a marriage like friends and brothers and sisters. Those of your generation, it's not the, what will your grandmother do? What can she really do? She just wants to enjoy the rest of her life and go home. It is the daughters of that woman and the sons of that woman and the sons of that man and the daughters of that woman, those your age who are still idle, no husband, no wife, fooling around, and they are jealous that you're enjoying their brother. Those are the ones you should crush with your prayers. Give mama to enjoy her days. Mama is not your enemy. Papa is not your enemy. If mama is speaking, it's because her daughters and sons are poisoning her spirit. If you don't befriend your mother-in-law, when you become a mother-in-law, nobody will befriend you. And the people said no. Number what? Five. Another sign of a bad marriage is no bonding, bonding, bonding. They are not bonded. A man, Adam said, a man shall leave his father's house and cleave. You must leave to cleave. Many have not left, not to talk of cleaving. You cleave, you leave to cleave. I've seen women married for 30 years. They are still controlled by their mother. Mm -hmm. Mom, what do I cook for lunch? Mix a shrimp and uh, goat meat and um, um, let him eat high cholesterol food and die quick so that we can get another. Uh, whether he has insurance or not. 
Just kill him quick. Kind of. You must live to click. Bonding. Bonding. Why? Now, this is a secret. This will shock you. Many husbands and wives are not friends. But they are married. You see? Friends and married, they are different levels. Many are married, but they are not friends. They are not even best friends. Let's just say friends. So, you are married, but your friends are outside. His friends are outside. Who is a friend? A friend is the one with whom I'm most comfortable to share my fears, my tears, and my dreams. A friend is the one you share your heart with and they don't judge you. That is a friend. If you find, if you have three friends in a lifetime, you're fortunate. Isn't so, Mama? Good. I mean, I'm not talking of friend because friends for life. That young man I've known I, since 1988. I've known him. Some of you were not born then. 88. We haven't spent time like we spent since probably 90. And we're just talking as if we saw yesterday. Friend for life. Hmm? If you find three, even if they see you na naked, they're like, oh, how you doing? Hurry up, get dressed, let's go. Mm -hmm. Many are my spiritual sons and daughters, but they are not my friends. So when there's any shaking, they get offended. A friend, who's, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And guess what? Some brothers and sisters are not friends. So. Huh? But they are brothers and sisters because they share the same womb, they have the same name, they have the same father and mother, but they are Judas and um, Peter. So friendship and uh, motherhood, no, no. Because we come from the same family doesn't mean we are friends. Are you listening? Now, listen to this. Those who are not friended cannot be befriended. Because you were not friended at home, like my immediate younger sister, she is my friend. Why? Because we were like twins. About two, three years between us. Well, girl and boy, if you touch me, she will cry more than me. If you touch her, I will cry more than her. It was just God-given. Now write this down. Friendship is God-given. True friendship is God-given. Relationship can be formed and discarded with at any time. 
Man, how you doing? I like you, man. I just like the way you dress. I like your car, and man, can you be my friend? We say, no, I don't want to be your friend. This is how we friend people. When we're in journalism, if we want to get information from you, we just friend you. Get your number, we call you to say hello, and check on you, and write something nice about you, and just, just friend, cultivate, we call it cultivation. That's how some people see you. Praise the Lord, I got $10,000 last week. Glory be to God. After the service, congrats. So. May I have your number? This is my number. <laughs> hey, hey, you are really, hey. The money has gone. It's not with her. Stop wasting your time. So we pick friends by those who we perceive are making it. Meanwhile, you don't know what they are carrying in their diaper. Okay, let me. So for a husband and wife, they must be friends, first of all. When I married my wife, I had no close friends. She was my friend. For one year, we were friends. Friends first. And we're still friends. I dance, she laughs. If you see me dancing, she laughs. We are friends. I was eating dinner. I said, honey, come and join me. Uh, have you eaten? No, sit down. She came and sat down eating from the same plate. When last did you see your father and mother eating from the same plate? Hmm? There's no friendship. But there is marriage. So when they want to be comfortable and share what's deep in their heart, they go outside. And share with a boy or girl or somebody. See where the trouble comes? That's a sign of a sick marriage. Number what? Number six. Little or no vision. Did I share that? Little or no vision. Little or no vision. Why do you want to marry me? Because you are very beautiful. When I saw you, my heart went pita pata pata piti pita pata. Oh, God have mercy on you. That's why you want to marry her, because of your heart. She will give you heartache and heart failure. Why do you want to marry me? Oh, you're so pretty. That's why you want to marry me. I'm pretty. Say yes. You have never seen a pretty woman before. Say yes. Come to our church. Why do you want to marry me? Oh, you are so handsome. Pastor Chuzi, oh, this jacket is, ah, is uh, forget it. Do you know that this, where, the, where it came from? You don't know. I want to marry him. Say, well, he's cute. Cute. Judas was cute. Oh. Cute. Point I'm making, because they have no purpose. No vision. I want to marry you. There was a, a guy who, there was a, when we started, this, uh, there was this lady called Joy. 
single mother, two children. And this guy, I thought he was a nice guy, was, you know, running around and was very active in the church initially. So one day I told him, I said, can you come to our house? He said, yes. I've been seeing you together. He said, yes. Why? Why are you riding together? It's my business as your pastor to find out. Why are you in her house late at night? That's how to start a church. He said, we're just hanging out. Hanging out at 11 o'clock in the night with a single mother? Don't you know that the body has no break when he starts running downhill? Running down you don't know? He said, we are discussing. Discussing in the back of a steamed up car? Pastor, how do you know these things? Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, got the sticker, got the flag, got the hat. And threw it all off. Count it as dung, rubbish, that I may attain Christ. Vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. So they sat down in my living room. Sister? Give me three reasons why you want this man. Uh, oh, I didn't think of it, Pastor. Number one, I love him. Number two, I like him. Number three, he's very nice. That is why you want to spend the rest of your life with him? He said, yes, sir. I said, you tried, uncle. And they were eating my food freely. I offered them. You don't know that when, the Bible says when you go to a man's house, they offer you food. Use a knife to cut your throat. Say you are not hungry. It's only in glory house that I've seen. When they say some food for you, you say, yes, yes. In fact, I've been expecting that. By the way, oh, I have a spoon in my bag. <laughs> uh, you see, see yourself. That's why people don't invite you. Thanksgiving, you were alone because you will finish the turkey before it's cooked. They say, oh, time to cover up the turkey. They're looking for a knife. He said, oh, I have a knife in my coat. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory be to God. Uncle, tell me why you want to marry her. Pastor, why now? You know now. Is, is it me and you on the honeymoon night? I know what. You know now. I say I don't know anything. Why do you want to marry her? Give me three reasons. Normally I ask for 12. Give me three. Well, she cooks good. The lady said, So, every morning you come and eat, every night you come and eat, every afternoon you come and eat. I thought you liked me. Is my food you like, not me? She was already boiling. Number two, eh, she's, 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 I like her shape. Ladies, eh? I said, shh, shh, shh. Number three, uncle, um, pastor, you know, he wiped his face. 
I really don't know. The lady said, sir, uncle, marriage is over. You don't know why you like me? You are a... I said, nobody curses here. Come on, get out. She said, even now, you are going to trek home. You will not ride in my car with me. <laughs> you didn't even say you, love, you like me, not to talk of you love me. That was the end of that relationship. The guy never came back to a few things. He's vaporized somewhere. Why do you love me? Why do you want me? For those of you who are single, I love you. Why do you love me? Oh, you asked too many questions. You know now. You know now. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, and you know now, I don't know. Tell me. Say it in words. Look me in the eye. Romeo. Eh, well, I just like being around you. Dummy. But one, I love you. Number two, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Why me? I look high and low. Don't find nobody. You should know how to spin these girls. Come for tutorial. Come on. You're sending your husband to me, right? There are things you do. Some things we drop. You don't come and tell her. Turn out the lights. Light the candle. I'm still spiritual. You don't know that one. Oh, sorry. Oh. Teddy Pendergrass, 1981. Oh, you were still in heaven then. Welcome home. You can Google it. Those were when, that was, that was when music was good. It's not only drug infested, it's uh, acidic and vitriolic and evil and demonic and satanic. I gotta have sex now. Is that music? You gotta have it now. Is that music? Trash. Uh, remove yourself now. Remove your dress now. And knock your head on the wall. Yeah. Is that music? Huh? I should stick with teaching. Okay, let me go back to teaching. Okay, okay, okay. She told me to stay with the word. Let me mess your day. Let me mess it. That your destiny may shine. If I tell you there shall never be any divorce in this church without coming against those things that can create a divorce, and I'm cheating you. Are you listening? There must be, what am I talking about? No vision. That was how that proposal was over. 
when they came for tired. What, why do you want my daughter, sir? Oh, I'm in love with her. And he looked me in the eye. He met me somewhere, alone, drove up. Young man, why do you want my daughter? Sit down. Shut down. What do you want her for? Doing my best. What do you want her for? Sir, I'm in love with her. With looking me in the eye. I said, are you fake? He said, because, I, told, I said, there's no playboy you will do I have not done. I have PhD in playboyism. I'm a guru. I'm a professional play. If all you make eye like this, I'll make my own three times. <laughs> Last year, glory to glory, there was somebody that brought one boy from Florida. Young boy. Man, before I noticed, I saw some of my teenage girls. <laughs> I, I say, if I see you here tomorrow, you are dead. <laughs> Come and see these little girls of 12 year old. 11. I didn't know that. They were just, <laughs> I saw them around the bathroom. Because he went into the restroom. And then by the time he came out, I said, go inside the service. What are you doing here? Praise God. What? What? I say, my friend, where, where are you from? He said, from, if I see you here tomorrow, you are, you are roasted. Where do you come here? How do I know? Because the old soldier knows a new soldier. In our time, there was no sexting, no cell phone, no landline, no TV, no iPad, nothing. If you wrote her, this one, they sext now, or text, or whatever they call it, sext. In those days, you wrote a love letter and posted it. Look at the children looking at me like, are you Mongo Park or... You came from 18th century or 15th century. You're talking of 30, 40 years ago, 35 years ago. Internet came out in the 80s, became popular in the 90s, then bloomed in the 20s. Cell phone, as at 99, was not popular. 2000, 12 years ago, wasn't popular. I was one of those who were buying, buying cell phones and taking to Africa. You give them one, they start dancing. They call it the bell of the ear in my language. Okay. Praise God. Let's take one more. How many do you have? Another factor that affects another sign of a bad marriage is deliverance issues. That is satanic interference. Devilish interference. It is real. Strange demonic powers that can break a marriage. Now listen to me. When a marriage is struggling beyond vision, no, beyond reason, and a marriage breaks beyond reason, for no, for a, when a mysterious breakup occurs in a marriage, there's witchcraft involved. 
there's more witchcraft than we know against marriage. Yeah. Marriage is one of the most vulnerable unions in, on earth to witchcraft. Satanic powers bombard good marriages or any marriage. Why? They want to stop the union for the children that will be produced that will serve God. When a marriage is boiling, there is a witch behind it. When there is no dialogue and understanding. I'm saying some hard things now. Listen, listen. When there is no reason why there's quarreling and fighting, there is a wicked woman working witchcraft. Or a wicked man working witchcraft somewhere. Fighting for no strange reason. Because a home divided is a home that cannot make money. A home divided cannot make money, cannot make progress. Because God brought it together as a united. So the number one cause of divorce is not adultery. It's jealous men and women working witchcraft. Most people, when they get married, they go on spiritual vacation. I've got what I'm looking for. Stop looking. It's over. Let me focus on childbearing and focus on money and focus on bills. No. The enemy is watching. And there are so many wicked people who are jealous. Who will go, what the Bible calls, to the locking places of the villages to go and work against that marriage. That is why Especially Christian marriages are suffering. Because of jealous people, wicked people, who are working witchcraft, using witches, wizards, necromancers, encanters, enchanters, wickers, voodoo priests, false prophets and false prophetesses. It's easier to destroy a marriage than to build one. And there are people who the devil has raised up to annoy. So when your husband is acting crazy, it's not himself. There are women out there who are ready to do anything to swallow him. Take him! There are men out there who are ready to take her. You are talking to him, he's not hearing you. You're talking to her. She's not hearing you. I want to leave the man. Why? I don't know why. Leave him to go where? I just want to be by myself. I'm sick and tired of it. But you ain't got no money. You ain't got nothing. You want to leave him to go where? I'll give you another one. When the forces of hell are working against marriage, there's no sexual unity. In the morning... No show. In the night, no show. In the afternoon, no show. Meanwhile, the man that you're saying no show to, some women are burning for him. Same thing for the woman. 
That's why when they come for counseling, the first question I ask them is, how's your sexual life? Oh, we are good. I said, there is hope for this marriage. No sex, no marriage. Happy sex, happy marriage. Those are some of the signs. So, write this down. Every marriage must go. That's why we say, command the month. Come for prayer and fasting. We bring in ministers. Why? So that as husband and wife, you come and be ministered to. As a single, you come and be ministered to. The devil doesn't want the singles to marry. Especially godly singles. Because when they marry, they produce good children. They produce, produce godly children. The devil hates it. And the devil hates marriages that have potential. And marriages that are blessed. And marriages, that's why all this fussing and fighting. And you look at him, he's fussing and fighting. And you're wondering, what has happened to this guy? He's running crazy. When he was chasing me, he was so sweet. He sent me messages. He texted me. He looked for me. He called me. He sent me cards. He was on the Facebook. We couldn't get in. We were on the phone for two hours. Two weeks after the wedding, this guy is now a, 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 a gorilla. He's a stranger. Why? Because something has happened to him. He starts seeing faults and little things that don't matter. Are you listening to me? She starts seeing things that were, didn't matter before. Huh? And because we are not trained, guess what? Okay, if you want trouble, I will give you trouble. Since you're eyeballing me, I will eyeball you. No food in this house. If you know where you're coming from, go there and eat. Stupid. Instead of saying, where is my spiritual belt? Time for warfare. Devil, you can't cross this line. Kabole etustu. You don't try this one. This is my portion. A marriage that is not worth fighting for is not worth having. A marriage that is not worth fighting for is not worth having. The reason why couples don't fight for each other is that they are waiting for an excuse to leave anyway. The marriage is already sick. If you try it, try it. Just look at my wife anyhow. You will serve tea till tomorrow morning. You will just go and boil tea and be serving to everybody till tomorrow morning. Why? She's worth fighting for. When marriage is rotten, you say, let him die. They wish it in their heart. Oh, yeah. More than half of Christian couples wish that their partner was dead so that they can be free to marry somebody else. Yes, sir. They don't fight for each other. You can't. Instead, they fight each other, not fight for each other. You can't fold your hands and another woman takes your husband. You allow her because he's worth nothing anyway. I know you won't say amen now. Because the man himself, if you see him, he himself is a piece of trash. All trash attracts trash. Keep quiet. I'm the one preaching. 
That's evangelists. The evangelists are noisy. I need more evangelists. Very noisy. See this one? You see this one? Uh, and let me say this, by the way. The marriage of evangelists is often in serious bombardment by the devil. The devil doesn't like evangelists. Many of you want to be evangelists. Many of you want to be pastors. Many of you want to be bishops, apostles. Okay, how many of you want to be prophets? Uh, the problems of prophets don't, they last a lifetime. Every calling and anointing has its own issues. The worst you can be is a pastor. Mm-hmm. You see the horrible part of people and the best part of people. Therefore, you need to be called to be a pastor. Praise the Lord. So a rotten marriage has some symptoms. I've given you that. Hopefully on Sunday, if God permits, I don't know, maybe next Tuesday, we'll look at the, the golden signs of a wonderful marriage. Oh, man, I can see it. You don't need to ask a woman, are you happy in marriage? She'll be glowing. You see how she's shining. Come on now. If you see the way she's walking, so I know all my daughters, I don't ask them. You see this one? When she arrives, I respect her. Okay, she's still in good shape. You see them, once she's, please forgive me, when you see a skinny girl putting on weight anyhow, after she's married, she's depressed in marriage. She's four feet four by height, but six, she's six feet five by width. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. But if you see her four feet four by height, but after married, she's now growing to six feet tall. Oh, you know that this is, you don't need to ask her. Smile. They look at each other. They look at, can't you see? Have you ever seen me and my wife? <laughs> Never. Well, we are friends. That's, let me go back to what I'm saying. If, you, if they cannot friend you, don't marry them. And the Lord blessed his word in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. Give the Lord a big hand clap. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Now, if 